What's up, y'all? Welcome back into the Lacrosse Bucket Podcast. Tanner Demling here with y'all. As always, a little kind of a midday emergency. Not emergency, but, you know, little brief podcast here. Um, breaking news podcast, if you will. As um, we already have two coaches out of their post. So the coaching carousel here on Wednesday, May 4th, at about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, officially gets underway. Um, before we get to that, do want to get to some transfer portal news. Daniel Hanks has confirmed uh, that he is transferring to Georgetown. Uh, there's kind of some news swirling around this morning, um, you know, confirmed to me about noonish, uh, he will be heading to Georgetown this uh, next season as a grad transfer. The Dartmouth goalie, uh, a four-year starter there for the Big Green, uh, has, has been a consistent playmaker since his freshman season there in 2019. Um, he's coming off a 168 save season, 52% save percentage. Um, you know, he he's got the size. Six foot five, two hundred and ten pounds. He he takes up the cage. Uh, a really really good player there. Uh, an anchor of that Dartmouth defense, and, and you know this season helped lead them to their best season um, since twenty fifteen. Their best season during Hinks's time there with the program. Four and six overall. Zero and six in the Ivy League. Obviously, you had that close loss. Uh, to Cornell, a couple other close losses throughout the season as well. He'll be heading to Georgetown. So what does that mean for the Hoyas? So you lose Owen McElroy, you get back what I would call the best defenseman in college lacrosse in Will Bowen um, for, for his second and final season there, final season of college lacrosse next year for Will Bowen. He's coming back there. So you have him in front of the cage. You're going to have a good defense again. The question is, who's going to get the start in cage? Uh, Michael Schraffenberger started three games this season, has started three games this season for the Hoyas. Uh, They will be playing on Thursday night in the Big East tournament. Um, Schraffenberger has started three games this season for them. Owen McElroy started the rest. McElroy had some injury issues this season, uh, and Schraffenberger stepped in there and played very well, 59% safe percentage, played very, very well in those two games. That is going to create, um, assuming everything stays the same, um, so like Schraffenberger stays there and and all of that, um, assuming that, which I would assume he stays, um, I don't know why he would leave, um, it's going to be a battle between Hinks and Schraffenberger this season, uh, between, uh, n- next fall heading into the season. And that that is going to be an interesting battle there because, you know, as I mentioned, both of those guys are talented individuals. Both of those guys are Division One starters. It's going to be uh, maybe the most intriguing goalie battle in the country and especially given, you know, whose shoes you have to replace. Also, I think, brings it 
up a notch as well. You have to replace Owen McElvoy. So a little interesting news there on the front of the transfer portal. Uh, we also had this morning uh, Ty Zanders reporting that Mikey Berkman has in, entered the transfer portal, uh, the Syracuse attackman. He is the uh, second Syracuse attackman, uh, second Syracuse attackman to enter uh, the portal. Uh, also, John Kirchhoff, I know, is in there, and Gavin Legg, uh, both out of Michigan as grad students as well. Berkman also um, a grad student there. Uh, also, the attackman out of Syracuse. So, a lot of transfer portal news hitting uh, the, the, the the airwaves, whatever you want to call it today. Uh, but we also had our first two coaching openings of the season open up today. And, uh, yeah, we'll get to that right, right now. Um, after 16 years at the helm, Jason Miller has resigned as the head coach at St. John's. Uh, school announced the move Wednesday afternoon. He's the first move of the coaching carousel. The Red Storm went two and twelve uh, during the 2012 se- uh, 2022 season. Uh, 67-145 is the overall record during the Miller era at St. John's. Um, two winning seasons there: 2012 eight and seven, and 2013 nine and four. That 2012 season, they reached the Big East tournament for the first and only time in program history, beating Notre Dame in the semifinals advancing to the title game, falling to Syracuse. And then 2013, that season where they missed the um, the Big East tournament, but they defeated a number one ranked uh, Notre Dame team, uh, which is you know, kind of the highlight of the Miller era, their first ever, uh, I believe only, uh, win over a top five team, a number one team, uh, certainly. Uh, so, Jason Miller departs there, and this was a move that is not that surprising. Uh, When you look at how terrible this program has been, Um, and they've had some good players there, Um, one of which just into the transfer portal, Jonathan Huber, uh, is, is, is in there as a grad transfer a second-team All-Big East selection. Um, Dylan Willis, another guy that was a good player there. Kieran McCardle, people forget he played at St. John's. Like, they've had some good players. But um, you've not had a winning season since 2013. You were 524 team, and you were 6-8 and in 2018. That's 2018. That's the last time they've gotten close to to even a winning season. Uh, 2020, they were three and four, hadn't started uh, Big East play yet um, there. And so that was that partial season. Uh, they've not won a Big East game since 2016. 17, 18, 19, 21, 22. That's five seasons in which the Big East was played. But you haven't won a Big East game. That is what? Five, ten, that's 0-25, I believe, uh, in, in your last five seasons of Big East play. That's obviously minus the 2020 
campaign where there was no Big East play. A uh, yeah, not not too good situation there uh, with St. John's and how things have been. Uh, you know, Jason Miller took over for Luke Soul in two thousand and seven, led them into the Big East era there in two thousand and ten. St. John's as a program overall, you know. Not too many winning seasons, um, and especially not too many since 1995, where they went eight and six. Bill Miltenberg uh, as the head coach there. They have ten. Uh, they have one ten win season, 1992. So um, you know, it's it, it's been a struggle for this program, and it, it, it you know doesn't come as a surprise that Miller stepped down. Um, really at all. You know, this was a move that some people coming into the season had mentioned might be the last year for Miller. Um, you saw kind of his top assistant, Dan Pacione, uh exit the program in January, um, taking over at Merchant Marine Academy, which is, it's always weird when you have coaches leave in January. Um, but certainly a lot of that is formalities in terms of other jobs coming open. Uh, J.L. Leffert did it, um, I guess, what, two years ago now uh, for Maryland, which is probably the most notable uh, one in terms of a big school seeing an assistant leave uh, in January. Uh, so it was kind of weird formalities there. But, uh, you know, that, that exit happened. You hired, you hired two head coaches during, uh, you know, right after that. Or three, two assistant coaches right after that. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's going to be interesting to see where St. John's goes. Um, you know, they're, they're in Queens, New York. It's, you know, you're kind of right there in the, in the backyard of, you know, a hotbed, but it, it it's a difficult school to kind of recruit to. From what I understand, it's more of a commuter school. Um, maybe doesn't, or maybe not in the best area um, of New York City or the, the Long Island area there to be. Um, so, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see what they do there. Uh, but, again, not a, 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 a horribly surprising move. Now, uh, the, the other job that has come open today is Providence. Chris Gabrielli also resigning from his post they're at Providence. So your first two jobs coming open are in the Big East. This one is the bigger you know, newsbreaker, um, if you will. This is a, in terms of both of these jobs, this is a much bigger job in terms of the success you can have there. Um, Gabrielli was one, one, I mean, they were one goal away, I believe it was, um, in 2017 from going to the NCAA tournament. Uh, they were in the big, big East tournament in 2016, back there in 2019. Um, let's 2019 is the year they were one goal away, uh, from being in, in the NCAAs, falling to Marquette by one. I mean, so, so they've been there, like, like they've been that third best team there. 
And, you know, they've gotten, it's kind of been them and Villanova. As, you know, Villanova, I, I think, is certainly a better program longevity-wise um, from in, in, in terms of that third best team in the Big East. But in, in recent years, it's kind of been them, Villanova, and Marquette. Like, okay, who's going to win that battle for third or fourth? And uh, Providence has been fourth at times. You know, they, they've they been third once or twice. Um, you know, Chris Gabrielli, only one winning season there. But, you know, as I said, hasn't necessarily been all bad. It's been a lot better than Providence. Oh, excuse me, it's been a lot better than St. John's, uh, the program we just talked about. Providence has been a lot better. Um, you know, from what I can uh, understand, they have better facilities up there at Providence. Um, and, you know, they've been recruiting much better from what I understand and what I know. So, um, yeah, this Providence job is going to be a lot, a a lot more people would would want this. Um, and look, I'll say this, uh, in terms of the surprise of Gabrielli stepping down, this was something that you had kind of heard about throughout the season. Um, and, and really in recent weeks that could be his last year, but no. And and I'd been told that by some people and, and I didn't, you know, I kind of looked at him and was like, you know, he's been like, like, like they've been there. Hasn't been good recently. Um, but just as soon as 2019, I mean, they were in the title game, you know, I kind of was under the assumption, maybe they give him one or two more years. Um, but, you know, he has uh, elected to step down, uh, parting ways with the program, sending in his resignation on Wednesday afternoon as well. Um, a 61-81 and 81 overall record there at Providence. They went 6-8 and eight during the 2022 campaign. Um, I'm not going to get into the um, potential candidates for these jobs yet. I've had some people kind of reach out to me and mention, well, maybe this guy, maybe that guy. Um, not going to get into that yet, uh, but we might talk a little bit of that down the road. Um, will certainly be an interesting um Interesting situation here uh, over the summer, looking at both of these jobs and see if if it does create a uh, domino scenario uh, among head coaches. I don't know if they'll be if, if they'll pull another head uh, a, another head coach in either of these positions, or if they uh, pull uh, an, an assistant. You know, who knows what. They will do in each of those situations, so we'll see how things go from here on out. Oh, right. uh, sorry, got a text there. Um, all right, folks, that that is it for today's show. Again, two Big East coach openings, little transfer portal news. I'll be back uh, on tonight talking about the NEC and the SOCON, as well as uh, the MAC, I believe it is as well. Yeah, the MAC 
and the CAA. Yeah, MAC, CAA, NEC, SOCON will preview those conference tournaments tonight. Until then, thank you all for tuning in. Have a great rest of your day. Connect with us on social media at Bucket on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, LacrosseBucket.com, where it's always Lacrosse